0: I'm Julie. I'm an international model with albinism. I'm doing this podcast to raise awareness for people with albinism. In those podcasts, I'm talking to young people with albinism to find out more about their daily lives and the differences uh, between countries. The first conversation is with Blair from the USA. Hi Blair, it's nice to meet you.
1: Hi, my name is Blair flare and i live in the u.s Camdenton, missouri
0: what do you want to do when you are older
1: i want to become a nurse
0: or a teacher do you like to reading books or to listening to books
1: i enjoy listening to books but i don't like reading books like i don't i can't pick up pick up a book and then finish it the same day
0: <laughs> okay uh, i think nobody can do that or maybe there are people. Uh, can you give a little bit of um, a little insight in your daily life? So I
1: I go to school, at high school, and um, I just got out for summer break. And so I'm working a job, one job right now with my mother. We work at summer day camp for kids.
0: That's an awesome uh, job you do.
1: How good is your eyesight? My eyesight is okay. It's um twenty four hundred and twenty two hundred and sixty. So, uh, can you please explain what that means? So it kind of means that like twenty out twenty means one hundred percent. Like I know in there in the Netherlands, that it's like 100% or other percentages. Ours is 20 out of 20, which means you can see everything. You're great. (laughs) And mine is 240 out of 20. So that kind of gives you a little bit more how bad my vision is. And um, I don't know what my percentage would be, but it's kind of like a system where it just shows you how bad your vision is, so, like, how high your vision is, like, how high mine is, it means it's worse, and I can't see as far, but if yours is lower than 20, I think it's, like, um, like, something is messed up back here in your eye, I forgot what it's called, but it's, like, something that decreases it, but in a different type of way, so.
0: So, just, uh, to, um make this a short story uh your eyes are bad my eyes are bad and that has to do with <laughs> yeah. some yellow spots behind your eyes yeah okay uh how does your albinism affect your daily life
1: um it affects that i i had to put on sunscreen a lot more than everyone else that's for sure so if anybody's like "What is that smell coming from it smells like sunscreen i'm like it it's me. I it's always me. There's my sunscreen and um most times I have to like my hair is like whiter today, but most times it gets yellow because of the water or just treatment a lot of the time. So I just had it like re shampooed from my hairstylist so it's whiter today, but you can see in some of my other photos that it's really
0: yellow. So you have to be careful with the sun, you you are saying.
1: Yes, I am r- gotta be really careful.
0: Mm. Uh, is it hard, like with with the summer camp, to help people and then also think about yourself? Like I have to put on sunscreen, uh, wear a hat or glasses. It's
1: kinda so like when the campers are putting on sunscreen, most times the other teacher that's with me or the other counselors that are with me will put on sunscreen to the other kids, and then I'll put on mine when. They're doing it, and I always have sunglasses on me.
0: Can you describe so. your sunglasses, please?
1: um, they're blue, my favorite color, and they have this you can see they're reflecting off my ceiling light they they reflect a lot, so you can see where I wore my um glasses. There's like a big line, <laughs> so it really reflects the sun off my eyes really well, and they're tinted so.
0: Do you use special equipment, uh, for example, in your school?
1: Actually, that is really funny. So, uh, yes, I do. I use um, a Chromebook. It's huge. Um, it's it's a lot bigger than the normal one. Like, um, I have one of the teacher Chromebooks, which is a lot bigger. And I can change the ex- accessibilities on it. But most times... This is what I would use if I if I needed something to be changed or paperwork on my schoolwork. So.
0: So mostly you work digital, so you can make the le- um, the letters bigger. Yes. Sometimes you have to work on paper, but then you just write it bigger, right?
1: Yes. Or okay. I'll just use my magnifier, which makes a lot of things bigger. Uh,
0: do you also have like? glasses or um for example when you're outside do you use a cane yes I do use my cane
1: very not too much but every once in a while I will use it like when I cross streets at my um at my intersections and stuff but I will most times not use it because I don't need it and I've been here since a very young young age so I've been used to
0: my community so the next question um do you feel like you are very different
1: some days yes I feel like oh my goodness I'm so different but other most of the time I feel um my my community has really welcomed me into their um to their community from day one and I just feel a part of that community like you know there's no really nobody I've come across with albinism that lives in um, Camden where I live but you know it's really unique because everyone's just like oh my goodness you have white skin white hair it's so gorgeous and I'm like yeah you know (laughs) I'm, I'm one in like so many so it's like funny. Do you mind to be a little bit different? Uh, No, I actually enjoy being different because then I get to share my story across platforms like we're doing right now. And Mm -hmm. I get to inform people every day about how, uh, how to help our situation and not make it worse. Like how to help me with my vision at school and not just tell me something that I won't get or understand because of my vision.
0: So your job uh, is like to raise awareness.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do, starting from Camden.
0: So, do you feel like you must talk to our listeners about albinism, or do you want to talk to our listeners about albinism?
1: I think. Uh, I think it's not like a must. Like I had to do it. I think it was a great opportunity that I get, and um. I just really, I, I, when you texted me that, hey, do you want to be on a podcast with me? I was just so excited to spread more awareness.
0: And it was just like, whoa. Yeah, thank you. I'm very happy that you uh, want to do this because in some countries, people getting chased by some madman, just to get their bones and mutilate them even kill them yeah so we are we are now in the netherlands and the usa so those those things do not happen over here i hope and um i see like we are in safe countries i'm lucky i was only abandoned yeah. and yeah I'm yeah so
1: lucky every day. i'm like well i could have been adopted and had a whole different story or had not even be alive today sadly but um luckily i'm with my wonderful family and they brought me safety
0: when you were young or little little baby uh, you you have been adopted from china right yes so can you tell us a bit about that how did it go I'm a few
1: years behind my other friends and, and colleagues because in China, I never got that experience to learn how to count, learn how to read, learn how to really, I knew how to talk by the age of three, but I never got learned learn how numbers or writing or reading. I never got any of those maths. I never got any of those when I was younger. And most times you start building on those. When you're younger and so i was a few years behind everyone else but now i'm caught up so
0: you have actually you have to work harder but you get more result by working harder so you have like straight a's yes so i when i was younger
1: when i was younger i was behind in my class like they i would be there they would be on a sixth grade level and i would be on like fourth grade level but I was always two years behind my class but I um I closed the gap and now I'm ahead in my class and
0: I'm one of the top students. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you feel that you are more American or Chinese?
1: I I feel like I'm more American definitely because you know Nobody else in my community is really Chinese like we still have a few but it's very
0: small. Do you see yourself as a Chinese uh, person or more American?
1: Uh, I'd say American because I do a lot more American activities and I I don't do much of my Chinese stuff
0: anymore so. So you're not learning Chinese.
1: I I am learning Chinese, but I just don't do much of with my culture, with my old culture. I don't do much Chinese things and stuff like this. Last year, we didn't celebrate Chinese New Year and stuff like that. So.
0: Do you feel that you uh, do you feel um, that you sometimes are Chinese?
1: Yes, yes, like, sometimes I will just think that I am, like, I'll look in the mirror, I'll be like, I'm still Chinese, and I feel like I, it's good to remember yourself,
0: who you were, and who you are today. I think that your adoption has made you stronger, has made you more like a fighter, and has made you older in your way of thinking. Is that correct?
1: Uh yes, it's it's actually really correct because all the time I've always got told, "Oh my god, you're so much mature" or you're just um you're an old soul. And it's it getting all those hate comments and getting my adoption and everything, I felt like there's something to fight for, so I'm always fighting for what what I believe in and so I feel like with all those years that I've thought of that, I've become stronger and human
0: than most of my colleagues. I think that's a pretty thoughtful thing to do, that you adopt a kid and give it, give the kid a new chance in life. I
1: I just feel like it's, it's so heartbreaking to um know that that is happening around the world, and it's happening every single day. It's happening more, It's like happening more today than you know it's just crazy like I I don't understand what the joy is of ripping somebody's family apart and murdering them and you know their their love relationship like if you would actually think about it you you wouldn't want that to happen to a few special people in your life and it's it's just not nice and not great so
0: I I think it's more than not nice, I think you you rip someone of their human rights. All people have human yeah. rights. And if you do not accept that everyone does have human rights, then there's go, uh, there's something wrong in your way of thinking. yes,
1: i I one hundred percent agree. it's it's annoying how under perjured how under people expect us and stuff and it's different.
0: Fortunately, those things happen. And what do you think is the solution? Because we have to think positive and stay positive because we cannot let this happen. So what do you think we can do as persons with albinism, with a whole community? What can we do against this, this madness?
1: truly i I don't know I don't know the answer, but to be honest with you, I think that we just need to spread more awareness about why what what's different between us and people with pigment and um why that we shouldn't be hunted because just because of our different skin color or how we act or how our vision is because that's. You wouldn't do that to other people. Just
0: it's so messed up. Which aspects of albinism is hard to deal with uh, in your daily life? Yeah, probably my skin. It's it's hard just to like keep
1: up with. um not trying to get
0: sunburn, you know, every day. Like when you go outside. That's. Uh, I hope you you are doing well now. I'm I'm very happy that you am uh, actually very honored that you participate in this podcast because you you are doing very much for this community. Uh, and I think that's that's a very awesome thing that, that we have actually in common, that we want to talk to other persons. Does your community accept you uh, for who you are? Yes,
1: I, I'm so thankful my community they they um they think of ways that they can help and they they help a lot with a lot of my schoolwork and transportation and how how I will get around in the future and like it they just have more accessible things than when they did do you
0: sometimes get left out for example in schools
1: uh no I never really feel left out my school's very um very good at keeping all of us together and including everyone and every person and it's really nice to be I'm really thankful to be in this school system. I have really good coaches in my PE my PE teachers and they don't they don't ever like do that so nobody gets left out. They will choose teams and stuff like that themselves. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty good at dodgeball. Just saying.
0: How can you be good at dodgeball if you basically see nothing? Well, you know,
1: you kind of just throw it and wing it. But it's like, everyone will, like, not pay attention to you because they're like, oh, the blind one has a ball, so, like, don't pay attention to her. And, like, I can still see something, so I'll just, like, throw it. And, like, most times they'll get out. And they laugh. So, I laugh at them. So,
0: (laughs) yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> do people say silly things to you? And how do you respond if people say silly things to you?
1: Most times they give me like a hard time, like jokingly, but it's um it's kind of just like whatever to me. Most times I'll just like laugh it off or like, I'll be like, ha, yeah, it's like, <laughs> so most times I'm not, I don't really get offended about it. But other times they will say some really Um, hurtful stuff and bad use of words and call me things and it's not it's not appropriate so most times I will tell and explain my
0: situation. I ask what those things are because sometimes it's just good to tell the the painful truth.
1: Um, Well a lot of times I get um, called like really bad words or you're such a white b-word or um i get called you're just um a blind piece of crap and stuff like that it's just it's just super dumb about how how underestimated i i get sometimes it's like i am accomplishing a lot of things that some people wouldn't
0: try because you are doing some great things. Please tell the listeners about your accomplishments. Um. Well, I made the A on
1: roll for school. So, I got all A's this school year. And I did cross country lo- this last two years. Cross country is a running distance thing. So, you run three miles. And you go compete and run three miles. And... um most last year I did have a guide but I mean this year I did have a guide but last year I did not so it was um different to see how many people thought I would come back and try it again but it was great because I've gotten multiple like little things that are like oh my god you're so inspiring to everyone it's it feels good when you when you're doing something that most people wouldn't do, but even with your vision, you would still do it anyways. So it feels really good to get all that.
0: Yeah, for example, you are joining the Honor Guard um, in your school?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm joining the Color Guard. It's, um, I just joined it, and I think I will do, okay. <laughs> we'll see how I do, but I will... I will try my hardest. I practice every day for an hour or two. So,
0: can you tell to our listeners what the color guard actually is? Because people are not expecting that. That the thing is, and I was like, when I saw a video of you, I was amazed. It was great. <laughs> uh, color guard is a program
1: that. So most times you see football and. Which is, and then at halftime, they will do a performance with the band, with musical instruments, and um, most times there'll be these girls in dresses or some type of theme, and they'll go out and do their flag, like an actual flag, and they'll spin it around and um, throw it up in the air and throw it to each other and switch and do a lot of cool, interesting things, so... Hard with your eyesight to do such things yes and no because they make it really easy for me to uh for me to work with them and we commute i have really good communication skills i'll tell them something's not going correctly you're going wrong but otherwise i i think it's a great experience
0: so thank you for your time and Thank you also to our listeners uh, for their time. If you have any questions, please write a comment in the comment section down below. Be kind and please respect us.